0: You are now entering Armbar Audio.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim
2: Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Kearns. What's up, everybody? Today, we're joined by a very special guest. We are joined by none other than... Of AEW Dark and Dark Elevation and New Japan Strong. It is the one and only the radioactive puppy, Danny Mi gente, what's
0: going on, man? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for this one, man. Great introduction. And yeah, man, what's good with you? I love the Brody Lee shirt, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, you this go. is uh this is the one that EC three was promoting, uh, from yeah. a like a different artist. And uh, you know, just I have a shit ton of shirts. Uh.
0: Yes, yeah, I love it. I love it.
1: Thank you. Um, did you did you have
0: uh any experiences with him? No, um, I only met him one time. Uh, it was my first time there when I made my debut. I ran into him at the gym, you know, said said what's up. Um he said hi, it's a great dude, man. You can just tell you he was a good person. Fortunate unfortunately, I never had a chance to work with him or really get to to know who he was. I have on the other hand though you know got to know negative one you know got to spend some time with negative one some laughs even in the ring you know i've been in the ring a few times and you know negative one was ringside but this last time you know i wrestled Eva uno and then you know i got to embrace a hug with little brody he uh he fist bumped me and picked me up after the match and gave me a hug and you know it was just awesome man there's a, a really good picture taken of it and uh yeah man, it's just uh little Brody man, he's he's gonna be a huge star one day. He loves his business and, and
2: you know I just wish I had more time to, to get to know his father. He really is. I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be a a, a mega star. Um I made a tweet today. <clears throat> Somebody had posted uh kind of a promo that he did, um like a, a, like a little text block for a promo that he did talking about how um he's not gonna stop doing this he's gonna do it he's wanted to do it since he was one which (laughs) how could you know that you were one um but it's just awesome to hear and about how he's gonna like keep his dad's spirit alive and everything and what i said was like there's people that say that they hate this and say it's exploitation but like you cannot deny that this kid has a passion for the business yeah and if it was exploitation wouldn't amanda have an issue exactly um before we get into the bulk of the interview i do first we want to of, of course thank you for your service thank you first of all um we do a little bit of research before we do interviews like this so i thank know christ. huh i said thank christ <laughs> so i know that you actually you joined uh, the marines at 17 and served for 10 years right yes that's uh that's pretty wild. That's a that's a pretty well big part to of- me. <laughs> it, it's a scary thing because um, I know you you and me are the same age. You were born in ninety one, uh, so you only got out of that two two years ago.
0: Yeah, it would be two years in October.
2: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's uh man, it was a big part of my life. It was yeah. you know. Basically, my late teenage adulthood years—you know—it was all Marine Corps stuff, traveling around, you know, uh, workups, trainings, deployments, humanitarian missions, things like that. Uh, it was an experience like no other. Though I, I wouldn't change it for the world, it definitely made me who I was. So, you know, the That's best awesome. decision that I ever made was was joining.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, pro wrestlers, people that get into pro wrestling that are ex-military people or veterans. Um, so it's really cool to see. <clears throat> um, uh, the next thing I got here, I found out in one of your interviews that as a kid, you were really into baseball and boxing. Yes. So what um, um, What kind of led to that? Well, I mean, in New York
0: City, you know, Puerto Rican, you know, we played, but we played sports, you know, baseball was a right. thing. We would, my dad was my youth sports coach for four years. He coached me and my friends because when we first went out for tryouts, um, we weren't good to make any team, no team. It was me and seven of my other friends, so a total of eight of us. None of us made any teams. You know, we just we, we weren't good enough. And so, you know, my dad being the, the rock star father that he is, He, you know, took time out of his summers to, you know, volunteer as a coach, man. He paid the manager fees, made a team. We were called the Titans. Um, And, you know, we were the Titans for three years. And then we were Los Lobos, the Wolves, for the the two years after that. So almost, actually, it was five years. It was from seven to 12, I played baseball in Lindsay Park um, with my friends and, you know, from being basically Bad News Bears, we couldn't play to winning championships, you know, and going far in, in, in those in, the, in those little leagues. It was a great time. Um, and then the boxing stuff, you know, my dad put me into it when I was young as well. Um, we used to get all the fights. We used to watch all of Tito Trinidad's fights. We used to watch all of, you know, De La Hoya's fights, Miguel Cotto's fights, Growing up. Up, uh, Pretty Boy Floyd back in the day. It was Pretty Boy Floyd, you know. So boxing was always on at our house. So I boxed as a kid as well. And then I played baseball in high school. Um, but I had gotten into a lot of trouble in school. So I couldn't play baseball my senior year because I had gotten kicked out of two schools. Um, and, you know, my third school was like, you're a senior already. We already have our team. So sorry, can't play, which makes sense. So, I, you know, I ended up joining the Marine Corps. And I did a lot of training in the Marine Corps. I did boxing in the Marine Corps as well. Um, I did a few fights in Okinawa, Japan. And, you know, it was... Oh, wow. it was...
1: That's where my... Uh... My grandfather was stationed uh, during the Korean War. Oh, wow. Okinawa. Man, Okinawa,
0: beautiful. I love, I love Okinawa. I lived there for two years, um, and I had an amazing time, amazing experience. That's wild, man. He never really talked about it, but oh yeah, I mean, well, the Korean War was. Uh, well, he know, was a
1: man of a uh, few words. You know what I mean, like was,
0: yeah, I mean, you had the you know, Pusan, Incheon, Chosen Reservoir. You know, it was no joke. Back right. Then.
1: So. so, um,
0: son of a bitch.
1: I was thinking while you he was talking, and now that just threw me off. Uh, so, um, oh, shit.
2: Go ahead, John. I'm going to get it back. <laughs> Alright, I'll get my next thing here. Um, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I
1: got it. I got, got, it? got it. Okay. <laughs> so, you're from Brooklyn. You're Puerto Rican. Got to
0: ask you, who are some of your favorite rappers? Big Pun, Biggie Absolutely. Smalls, Jay-Z, Fabulous, um, who else, I? I mean, I love Drake now, Drake's like my guy, Most pers- person that's to the most right now is Drake, um, I like Lil Baby too right now, but back in the day it was, you know, Big Pump, Biggie Smalls, Jay-Z, um, Fabulous was a guy, Dipset was a thing in New York City of back course. in the 2000s, yeah. you know, was- Dipset was big, um, you ever listen yeah. to Joel Ortiz? Oh yeah, of course. For slaughterhouse, them dudes Mm. mostly not for their mainstream stuff though. Mostly for their 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 freestyles and their mixtape stuff. stuff. Yes, exactly. Their album, their album music never hit like the mixtape shit inside. Yeah, the album, the album stuff never worked for me with slaughterhouse, but all their mixtape shit heavy. Even like their like freestyle Friday shit they used to do on the basement and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a monster, man.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. and um, but yeah, that that like immediately hit me when he was talking about Brooklyn and you, you know you're Puerto yeah. Rican and everything. Right. So like,
0: that's John, great you, do that, man. A lot of people don't know about Slaughterhouse like that, man.
1: Oh, I'm huge. I I listened to Crooked Eye whenever he was doing the uh um the hip hop weeklies where he would take like a uh, popular song and just like uh, yeah. mixtape it and kill it.
0: And, That's why I like Fabulous, too, because Fabulous did the same thing. He, he dropped his mixtapes to No Competition mixtapes. Yeah. And Freestyle Fridays and stuff like that. So I like Nas as well. Nas was another one that I used to listen to. And he's a goat. You know, you know what I mean? He's he's DMX, one of the goats. Back in the day, Rest in Peace DMX. He was another one I was listening mm-hmm. to. Um, Yeah, man. Those are my... Those are my, my peoples. A lot of people don't this, but uh, I used to also talk to a lot of Big L. A lot of people. I was just Big
1: gonna L. ask you. Yeah, Literally, yeah, when yeah. you were done talking, I was gonna say, what do you think about Big L? Because Big a lot L, of yeah,
0: people don't, don't know, know about him. Yeah, he was. A he died early, day. didn't he? Yeah, he died. He got killed. Yeah, yeah. But he he was he was a, a put it G. on Big L. Put it on. Put it on. He said, he said, mad hoes, ask Beavis, I get nothing but head. I was uh, like. Uh. <laughs>
1: exactly, dude. Oh, so good. So good. So um, playing off the uh, where you're from and everything, uh, I have to ask you, did you have any type of relationship with uh, Santana and Ortiz before oh. coming to AEW?
0: Before coming to AEW, no. So what happened was at the time, Chris Dickinson was part of Team Filthy. Um, and you know I, he knew I was going over to AEW, and you know he was boys with obviously Santana and Ortiz yeah, for a while. Team Pazuzu, yeah, yeah, Pazuzu. Yeah, Yeah, so he had hit them up, let them know I was coming. So when I got there, they showed me mad love, man. Yo, matter of fact, man. Now that you mentioned Santana and Ortiz, I wanna I wanna give a shout out to my homie Santana. You know what I'm saying? Born nasty. There you go. <laughs> nice. You go check out his. You know what I'm saying? New clothing line that just dropped. He got another drop coming this week. So shout out to Santana Ortiz. Those are my boys. They showed me mad love, man. I got mad love for them cats. You know, I had took Ortiz. We went to the gun range. We went shooting and stuff like that. I was showing them some shit. We yeah. shot a few cool guns, man. But those those are my dudes, man, for sure.
1: Yeah, we actually uh, we actually interviewed them. It's the lost interview, actually, because we uh, it was in our infancy, and we didn't hit record. Yeah. <laughs> we were just so excited. It, it was right after they left Impact and before AEW was called something was yeah. a thing. And uh we got to talk to them and uh they just seem like really good good guys and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about that. Yeah, um, oh, yeah they're
0: great man. I love those dudes for real. They know they know, <clears> they know <throat> all love over here man. We we got we had some fun times out there in Florida. So that's awesome.
2: Very cool. So uh fun
1: enough oh hold on I just thought ahead. Speaking of Team Filthy, man, like, how how has the experience been in New Japan Strong? Uh, Whenever I watch New Japan Strong, I feel like there's a lot of, there's, everybody talks about these forbidden doors, and um, I feel like New Japan Strong, ROH, and a lot, a bulk of talent from the AEW YouTube shows are, are converging right there.
0: So, you know, New Japan Strong is an amazing place to wrestle. Um, I made my debut a year ago, and, you know, I've been a mainstay on that show weekly for the good, better part of a year, you know. Um, Team Filthy, at least a member of Team Filthy is on at least almost every week. Um, I think we're the hottest faction on the show. I think we're the hottest thing on the sh- – we're definitely the hottest faction on the show. Absolutely. And I think we're definitely the best thing on the show. You know, maybe people may think otherwise, but when you when you look at Team Filthy, look at me, Tom Lawler, Kratos. You know, we had Dickerson. We kicked his punk ass out. Ah-ha. And Like when you when you when you when you're looking at Team Filthy and what we're doing, man, we're building. Tom Lawler's the first ever, first and only longest reign New Japan Pro Wrestling strong open weight champion. You know what I'm saying? So we're 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 really doing a damn thing, and it's it's amazing. You talk about the Forbidden Door, man. You're right. There's been a lot of people going back and forth, and you know I'm a forbidden dog walker myself. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Right. Um, it was, I think it was one week where I was on Elevation, Dark, and New Japan Strong in the same week, and right. I think I had I had main evented Elevation against John Moxley on the Monday, and main evented on New Japan Strong that Friday with Team Filthy. So yeah,
2: you're working the the Rick Rude uh, schedule. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. But um. Yeah, so like, um,
1: I I look on Cage Match a lot to see like uh, where you've been and everything. Yeah. It's so
0: outdated, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it really right is. Right. It has it has. This misses so much of my information. It don't got the right finishing moves on there. Oh
2: uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Championship. It has none of that. shit. I mean, not, not, for, no- not for
2: nothing. I'm not trying to start anything, but they still have Chris Dickinson listed as part of Team Filthy. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I because <laughs> he, he ain't part of Team Filter.
1: So I was gonna ask, um, if it's correct, uh, you'd never you haven't been to Japan, right?
0: No, uh, I lived in Japan. I was in the right. military. Right, right. I never wrestled in Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but Japan came to you in the form of Konosuke Takashida, who yes. was uh, who is the ace. Of DDT, I would say he's the A'ce um how was that experience like um I I'd imagine it was a, a big deal because a, a lot of people uh a lot of smarts uh, uh, we we uh were like oh my god you know it's it's Takashida on dark and right. you you had the pleasure of not only wrestling him once but twice yes. so
0: so how was that experience for you well, first, I'm going to say that Kanosuke Takeshita is a phenomenal wrestler. He He's 100% the ace of DDT Pro, in my opinion. Um, and after stepping into the ring with him, I see why. First, it was like uh, an amazing experience just wrestling somebody from another promotion that came in on, you know, on uh, what do they call it? Um, oh, fuck, what's the word, man? When they're like, excursion, on excursion. Yeah, yeah, excursion. Yeah, yeah, excursion, yes, yes, yeah. Or, yeah you know so and then you know when AEW gave me the honors to to, to step into the ring with him you know it, it it meant a lot to me you know because they could have put him in there with anybody you know what i'm right. saying they chose they chose me both times right so um first of all it's my favorite match i've ever had Hands down it was my best match ever um and you know it was great it should have made event to the show I agree. That, that, that singles match with him yeah. said the main event show. Um that, it, it received a lot of buzz online. A lot of people were talking about it. And then next week I'm wrestling him again. You know, it was me and the sidell brothers against him and Kenny Omega and, and Nakazawa. That was another fun one. Um it was great, man. He's a great dude. He's actually a really good friend of mine. We talk all the time now, you know. You know, we we've we've been able to bury the hatchet shit and just be friends. Yeah, i um, talking a lot, man, and, he, and he's doing great things out there and he always checks in and see how things are over here. And I can't wait to see him back backstage.
1: I agree. Very cool. I agree. And I would like to see some AEW members, including yourself, uh, show up in DDT. That'd be, that'd be
0: rad. Um, but- i was actually i was actually you know a lot of people know this but the bbt pro 24 7 heavy metalweight champion ah i actually held that bell for about 45 minutes or so that
2: shit as, is crazy as,
0: as spider-man at a comic convention
2: that's awesome <laughs> hey speaking of spider-man that was something i was going to talk to you about i know homeboys oh yes Huge massive into, uh- marvel fan but like Especially like I'm 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 a fan of DC and then a fan of Marvel and then a fan of Spider Man. So right. like <laughs> so I know You get you get my nickname then. You I, get uh, radio. Of course. Of course. Um I knew it from the tattoo, brother. I knew it from the tattoo, brother. Oh
0: you knew the tattoo? I knew it from the tattoo. New radioactive popper t shirts on prowrestlingtees.com backslash Danny Lime, like me, hent. They go pick one up. Sorry, how to do a cheap plug. That link's Just... gonna be in the description,
2: dog. Yeah, we're gonna
1: have your links in the description. Absolutely. So.
2: But yes, you were
0: saying, huge Spider
1: Man
2: fan. Um, So, gotta ask the question best cinematic Spider Man? Tom Holland. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else? I, says... say,
0: I will say that Spider Man 2 was the best Spider Man film ever with with not, with
2: fucking alfred Molina, yeah
0: not Hell count yeah. The, not count the into the spider-verse because it's a cartoon oh into the spider-verse is
2: so good i can't wait for spider-verse 2 i can't i can't wait for spider-man no way home oh absolutely um, the yeah my niece loves spider-man as well we took her to uh we have the steel city con that hits here like three times a year and our whole goal was to find like spider-man uh cosplayers um so she was kind of cosplaying as him too yeah she had the little shirt on she she looks so cute That it was so funny uh mm-hmm. but yeah uh so radioactive poppy with the radioactive part is spider-man of course so i love that you said tom holland because there's people that say andrew garfield and that's like nah he's horrible. Um, <laughs> <was my> <laughs> i think he had potential but like he had potential ed- but man tom holland so is spider-man
1: I think Tom Holland's a a great successor to Tobey Maguire. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm a little older than both of you, so, like, I grew up with the Tobey Maguire movies, and he was very good. But Tom Holland, uh, you know, uh, he, he solidified himself in that Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he,
0: with Tony. hmm yeah, Oh, yeah. my gosh. Sure. And I can't wait to see the interaction between Toby Maguire and Tom Holland because even though it hasn't been announced, we all know he's going to be in the film. Oh, he
2: absolutely is. So I mean, it's pretty, I, and, and it's confirmed that Alfred Molina is going to reprise. Yes. Uh, oh, because they're doing Sinister
0: Six. They're, they're doing Sinister Six. It's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. I just want to throw my name in the hat now. When they start casting, you know, when they start casting Miguel O'Hare for Spider Man 2099, they need to come pick Let's me. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go.
1: Hey, you could do it, man. You springboard off them ropes and you play on them ropes uh, as <laughs> as good as Grand Metalik and El Phantasma, man. Like, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It, it, it's so funny when you watch so much wrestling you could you, you could like put into little categories who's the best at these things, little things, yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, you uh, you walk those ropes and hit those ropes really really nicely. Yeah, uh, appreciate. You. So um uh homeboy told me your homeboy I'm homeboy yeah <laughs> uh that uh you always you never you don't remember a time you didn't want to be a pro wrestler so yeah. who uh who or what instance um like led you to it or um who who are some wrestlers or storylines that just really stood out to you.
0: Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I got hooked into wrestling 1997, Bad Blood. You know, Michael's and Taker, Hell in a Cell. Um, but I think the people that made me fall in love with it was The Rock. He was my favorite growing up as a kid. Um, just his mic work, his, yeah. his electricity. When he was in the ring, you, the, if you, some, you know, you knew it was going to be lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if he had a microphone in his hand, you know you was going to laugh. You know, Um, and then, you know, the poppy part of radioactive poppy comes from Eddie Guerrero. Right. Um, Eddie Guerrero, and it comes from, obviously, my my Puerto Rican heritage, you know, just being a poppy with the Sasson. So Eddie Guerrero was the next one for me after The Rock left. You know, Eddie was the guy that kind of became my favorite, you know. Uh, And then when he passed away, that's when I stopped watching wrestling. Um, I didn't watch wrestling again until 2014, which is when I started training to become a wrestler. So I took about a good ten year break. I missed, I missed all the fandom of, 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 from, and the buzz of CM Punk. I missed all those crazy storylines. I missed the Nexus stuff. You know, I missed uh, the the beginning of the Shield. I missed a lot of stuff. You know, I missed the Hall of Pain. You know, it um, uh-huh. wasn't until I started training to be a wrestler, um, I turned on Raw the next week when I started training, and Seth Rollins ended up turning on the Shield, and immediately I was right. a Seth Robbins fan. Like, right. I started all of Seth Robbins and stuff. Um, then I started learning about New Japan. I started learning about Ring of Honor. I started going back and watching Impact and, and learning about independent wrestling, who were the guys, you know. I started watching Lucha Underground. I started, you know, becoming a huge fan Lucha of Ring. So it, it was Prince Puma at the time, but it was yeah. Puma, um, you know, Phoenix and Penta. Those were the guys that I was watching on, on Lucha Underground. And then, you know, Phoenix and Penta, are two of my best friends in the business. So shout out to Phoenix and Penta. That's awesome, uh, dude. But But, you know, it's... It's awesome when you look at the wrestling and how much it's evolved since then. And I'm just happy to be part of, you know, the Latino culture that's putting on.
2: I agree. That's awesome. Uh, you briefly mentioned the Hall of Pain. Have you had any brushes with Mark Henry since he's appeared at uh, AEW?
0: I just introduced myself to him when he came. And we just had a small little conversation, nothing major. Haven't really had a chance to really sit down and talk to him. He's been pretty busy. But I'm, oh, excited, I'm, sure. to he, I'm excited to see what he does at AEW.
2: Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, he's going to be part of Rampage, we know. Uh I'm, I'm sure you're going to be involved with that, right? Do, he, do we really has, know what has he gotten, is yet? Has he
1: gotten the picture?
2: Who's
1: that? H- have you gotten the picture online? The official uh, is all elite? No. Fuck that. When's the, that's I'm what a, needs I'm to a, happen.
0: I'm a, I'm a free agent, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hottest free agent. Hottest game. free
0: Yeah. So... Um,
1: we we see you on New Japan Strong. We see you on on, on AEW. Uh What are your goals, uh, short term and and ultimate
0: goals? Man, honestly, you know, I want to be a champion. I want to I want to be a household name. I want to be a superstar. Um, but I just want to continue to grind. I want to continue to have the best matches possible, wherever that may be, whether it's at New Japan, where it's at AEW, whether it's, you know, Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, WWE. It could be anywhere, Triple I don't care. I just want to continue to, to grind, continue to work. Um, I love the process of grinding. I trust the process of grinding. I do believe that All the hard work that I put in this last year has been taken notice by the right people. Absolutely. Um, I I just want to continue to go out and and continue to put my best foot forward, you know? Short-term goals, same thing, just grinding. And obviously, long-term, you know, I do have a foot in the door at Hollywood. I, I do love to, you know, do the acting, the writing and producing, the stunt work. So I want to do a lot more of that. Obviously, continue to be an amazing father to my daughter and setting the example for her. So it's all a process. It's all a grind, and I'm here for it, man. I ain't in no rush to go anywhere.
2: That's awesome.
1: I didn't know you were a father. Uh, Kudos. Um, So um, who have you not worked with that you would uh, want to work with or you think you would gel with uh, in the
0: ring? Uh, My number one right now, somebody that I've never worked that I want to wrestle is Pac. He's Mm -hmm. my number one. Um, I would say Will Osprey when he gets better. Um, Jay White is up there as well. Oh. Um, if there was ever a way, Ricochet, um, Buddy Murphy. Yes, Thank hey, you. well, Buddy JT Murphy Dunn. is a
2: free agent now, so JT Dunn. Uh,
0: yeah, nice man. Not a lot of people
1: talk about him anymore, well, that's not true, man. I thought he was gonna explode.
0: Uh, like, uh, like, three years ago or so? Oh, so, too. He was wrestling everybody. He was wrestling all the guys. Yeah,
1: and he was, like, uh, wasn't he kind of, like, uh,
0: Chris Hero's protege or something? Yeah, they were attacking, uh, death by elbow. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then, like, he just, it was, now he's just still in the Northeast, and I don't
0: understand why. He's great, man. A lot of people need to start looking up JT Dunn.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, so, you got any, uh... Anything else anything else you want to ask? Cuz man, I feel like we covered all the everything, bro.
2: Well, we covered the basics. Um That's about I mean, that's about all we got for like like major podcast stuff. So uh let's wrap it up. Let's see like what is um what is a dream match for Danny Longwood? Anybody living or dead?
0: Oh man. One on one with Eddie Guerrero, man. That would be my dream match if it was any, if it was any way That's to ever. I was expecting <laughs> uh, Eddie Guerrero for sure would be the one or or The Rock would be another one. The Rock at Madison Square Garden um <laughs> would be you know a, 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 a dream match. Um Yeah, man. I, I those would be the two off the top of my head. Um, nice. Absolutely. Um,
2: it And it's a little funny to me before you mentioned that um, when you weren't watching wrestling, you missed uh, CM Punk and everything. Uh, this guy had a similar time that he wasn't watching wrestling where CM Punk is actually what brought him back.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, actually uh, what brought me back was uh, Benoit. Uh, when, when the tragedy happened, I uh, – me and my friends, we didn't know what happened yet. It was the yeah. first night, and uh, we started reminiscing about wrestling. And and then we bought WrestleMania 1 through 10 and the Bret Hart DVD. And then we were starting to watch the current product. Then I started realizing the kind of wrestling that I always lo- like gravitated towards. And I would go on YouTube, and I found ROH, and I found Dragon Gate USA, and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was a huge punk fan. But then that led me to, like, losing over 100 pounds and uh, getting accepted into wrestling school. Um, But uh, speaking of, so you were talking about uh, training and all that. Uh, You're from Brooklyn, but a lot of your uh, indie work has happened in California. Where did you train and how did you end up in California?
0: Well, I I never trained in Brooklyn. I never wrestled in Brooklyn until later, later years. You know, the Marine Corps took me to Cali. I stood in Cali, fell in love with California. And I started training at a school in California, which I'm not going to mention, because they ended up kicking me out of the school and telling me I'll never wrestle again. So Mm. the joke's jokes on them, you know. Seems like they weren't uh, exactly correct about that. (laughs) It it didn't age well for them. Mm -mm. (laughs) You know. So I didn't have no place to really train. So I kind of just learned by wrestling, you know, wrestling some of the best in the world in my early career. And then, you know, taking a two year break and coming back and then getting right back into it with some of the best and people that were, you know, on the verge of getting signed and things like that. So it's, it's been, you know, most of my learning has come from really wrestling. The TJ Perkinses, the Rocky Romero's, you know, the John Moxley's, the Kenny Omega's, the Matt Sidell's, those guys that I've been in the ring with. And then, you know, my Lucha stuff, I you know, I trained with Mariachi Loco and Lil Cholo. You know, they were the rabbit tribe in Lucha Underground. You know, those are my boys. They're the ones that really helped me take my game to the next we level. We just
1: saw them when we were doing research uh, for mm-hmm. that Gold Coast Federation. Yeah. And uh, I was like, who are those dudes? They look familiar. Yeah.
0: They that were was a in company. Lucha Underground, yeah. Yeah, they were in Lucha Underground. Uh, Lil Cholo was originally Mr. Cisco. You know, and uh, they got with, they were with uh, Big Rick, was his name? I think it was Ricky uh, Reyes was their partner. Yeah, yeah. And uh then there was and the White Rabbit that was the White Rabbit, the yeah. Cross, yeah. Now carrying yeah. cross yep. So they, they're the, the other guys. You know, and, and Mariachi Loco was one of the the I can't remember what they were called, but the the the, the, the disciples of Muertes or something, whatever. They were uh, Mil Muertes' disciples. They won the trios tag team titles. Oh, they wow. wore the masks. He was one of those guys.
1: Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember
0: that part.
1: <laughs> yeah, because Lucha Underground was more like a show than uh, with wrestling than a wrestling. Yeah, it was show. great. Like, it, was it was so awesome. It was. Yeah, I wanted to be
0: a part of it so bad.
1: <laughs> I wish. I wish it would have stayed stuck around, but luckily uh, for Lucha Underground fans, some type of iteration of it is coming to mlw
2: yeah because um they
1: hired that actor yeah he's uh kind of what's, reprising what's it well on there now, yeah, it's not oh, yeah yeah but he's not dario cueto now because you yeah, know i guess I guess, I guess uh l ray or whoever owns that stuff but mm. well, he knowns, it, name, he's, ta- he's talking about uh having a temple and <clears throat> making set sa- he made a sacrifice yeah. of selena del renta to build this temple they're coming back in july but uh
0: hopefully we get to see you there hopefully you never know um but thank you guys man i really i really appreciate you guys you know bringing me on the show this was a fun yeah. interview we talked about a lot of things that i've never talked about before in the podcast you know the That's music we trying talking. to do it was a great time um for everybody listening thank you guys for tuning in to these guys amazing show um they're they putting in the work keep supporting them keep tuning in And for everybody, you know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny Limelight. You know, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight. Cameo.com backslash Danny Limelight. I'm not hard to find, man. Mi gente. We need to do this again. We need to follow up in a few months, see where we're at in life. Let's do it. Let's keep in touch, man.
1: Hell yeah, Danny. You have a great day today. Thank you, You too, guys. Thank you for doing it. So that was uh, our interview with Danny Limelight. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We enjoyed doing it and uh we enjoy watching him on AEW and new japan and strong uh as should you uh so wherever you are in the world whether it's morning noon or night you have a great one and peace and love, and love. to all, to of, all you. of you bang, well, bang.